Thanks for joining Formerly Christian. This is Anusha Ali. Thank you for supporting this podcast and listening in and telling friends about it. This podcast is so important to me, and I hope it is important to others too, to encourage you to look at the, the religion that you are a part of, especially if you're a Christian. Have you done research about Christianity? Do you know the different civilizations which are um, talked about in the Bible? All of those uh, nuances, all of those um, historical events which are part of the Bible have, have happened. Therefore, they are historical events, yet the Bible portrays those events as they being spiritual events. I mean, imagine all of the chaosness in the Bible and connecting that to God as though God is a God that um, celebrates chaos or God um, tells people to do chaotic things. Uh, There's a lot of discernment that should happen when you're reading the Bible. There's a lot of um, disassociation um, from God that should happen by that, I mean not putting everything on God, but actually removing uh, this key, uh, this uh, chaotic events, these uh, these destructive events from God's name and God's reputation. Because I feel like so many so many atheists and, and agnostics have continued to say, "Well, this is God's work. The Bible is God's work. Therefore." How can I worship a, a God that is, uh, you know, that is part of wars and that is uh, part of so much um, calamity? So it is, it is, it falls upon our shoulders, people of faith, to to give clarity to those who have not come to the conclusion that that there is a God. There, the, God created the universe and the earth. An intelligent force had to have created all of those uh, those things: the land, the vegetation, the different animals, the human beings. It 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 came from a a source. That's how we know um, nature and the things in nature. Is that the, there's a source to to the to the creation of those things. So for those people who refuse to give God credit for the work that science uses to explain its jargons and its um, vocabulary, I strongly encourage you to to think a little deeper, to connect a little deeper away from the material world. For you to understand um, the, the faith that most, that we, that people like me talk about, you have to literally take a break from this material materialistic world. You have to question things. How did think? How did the issues become issues? How did uh, the universe become the universe? How did the earth become the earth? Those are questions that um, those of us who have tapped into spirituality once asked ourselves, and then of course we took a journey into understanding the creator and all the things that all the greatness that it has created. So, you know, don't just, don't just be confined to the, to this world and everything that this world does be different. Look, look at it differently. Look at it through different lens and uh, definitely tap a little bit deeper, love a little bit deeper, think a little bit deeper. All of those, uh, that depthness will lead you on a different journey 
and you will be connected to other people like me who you know who look at things with with deep with deep understanding with knowing that um, there's more to life than this material world and I take that journey of understanding more about this um the spiritual realm of things I I want to talk about um you know my journey of course it it's been a great journey it's been a great um way of learning about myself and getting closer to God and understanding my my life my my plans what I want to do in this life while I'm here and just knowing that I don't have the time that I believe I have and I have to be proactive I have to continuously um become stronger so that my dreams for myself will will flourish at one point they will come into fruition because I, I do have them I do have a lot of dreams that I want to see come into place it's not easy uh, but it, it it can happen and my faith my relationship with God definitely helps me a lot helps me to uh, not to give up not to um, lose hope it, it just it's just that it's a process those things are they take time, they take money, and um, you have to be in the mindset that it will happen, and with faith, it will definitely happen for you. So that's that's my mindset, and definitely my one-on-one relationship with God uh, motivates me, inspires me, uh, strengthens me as I take those different um, different phases of my my development. So, you know, take some time for yourself. Don't just don't just conform to the way of the world um, all the time. Take a break from it and learn to uh, tap into something else. Tap into to your humanity. Question the things around you, the people around you, their intentions, uh, their alignment to you so that you can you can learn about you. I want to talk about um you know, in Christianity, where we always say the word amen, um, of course, Christians still say that word. I still hear them saying it. And of course, for a long time, I always believed that it was just a saying, ah, amen. You say a prayer. And sometimes I still hear my son saying amen. And it's only recently that I learned that amen, Amon, Amon Ra was an actual uh, god of Egypt. So this this was an individual who was one of the many gods of uh, of Egypt, uh, known as Amen, Amon, however you you pronounce it. So just that, just imagine how many Christians do not know that little information that they're saying uh, Amen or Amon, uh, and it's an actual person that actually existed. But they probably been saying it for so long they actually believe that it's just a saying. But just imagine, because unless you are one of those people who thinks that um, you can reach your ancestors um, and to to help you, you can probably say amen or manra. But if you're not the person who is thinking of your ancestors in your prayers and you're just thinking of God, then that name is definitely not a name that you need to be calling or saying. Uh, I always end my prayer by saying thank you because I know that for so many years of my life I was I was saying amen just as most Christians do. So it's is that um, nuance is that um, 
similarity to Egypt's history that is so saturated in the Bible. And it is just one of many uh, similarities. For example, another similarity is Horus and Jesus, the story of Horus and the story of Jesus and the the uh, similarities of that. Now, even while I was practicing Christianity, I would hear people say, oh yeah, the story of Jesus is really just the Horus of, of Egypt. And I would say, well, what, you know, I've never, I would hear the name, but I, it never clicked that, uh, what they meant by that, you know, because as a Christian, if anybody talks bad about Christianity, then I would see them as a, um, as, as the problem. I would not view them as, a. Uh, as the solution, of course, because I was practicing the the, the the religion. So it's only now that I'm reading more into Horus and more into um, Egypt's civilization and how that influenced the Bible that I'm, I'm understanding what those people uh, meant when I came across them and they were trying to explain it. I now see them as the solution. They were the solution all along. They were trying to um, get me to be on the side of the solution. But of course, uh, worshiping the religion will not want you, the religion is not going to want you to question its conclusions about Jesus. But let me read a, um, a few of these examples that John G. Jackson talks about between Horace and Jesus. So Horace, at 30 years of age, became adult in his baptism by a nup. So Horace was baptized by a nup. Uh, Jesus, as we know, at 30 years of age, was made a man in his baptism by John the Baptist. Another similarity is that from 12 years to 30 years of age, there is no record in the life of Horace. From 12 years to 30 years of age, there is no record in the life of Jesus. Horace was the son of Seb, his father on earth. Jesus was the son of Joseph, his father on earth. Horus, in his baptism, made his transformation into the beloved son and only begotten of the father, the Holy Spirit, represented by a bird. Jesus, in his baptism, in, is hailed from heaven as the beloved son and the only begotten of the father, God, the Holy Spirit that is represented by a dove. So this is just some um, uh, similarities that John G. Jackson is depicting in his book, uh, Christianity Before Christ. And that book is so powerful. I mean, John G. Jackson really gives a substantial um, depiction of the entire story of Jesus, the entire story of Christianity and the loopholes and the, the, the problems with the religion. I highly recommend you get that book. It is so important. That book has changed my life in many ways. Um, there's also another, another explanation that John G. Jackson goes on to talk about, and that is the Annunciation, the Immaculate Conception, the birth of the child God that we know in Christianity because we celebrate those. Um, and he is talking about it based on the, the, the walls in uh, the Temple of Luxor, Egypt, where Horus is depicted in uh, different scenes, uh, and those three scenes, for example, uh, the Annunciation, the God Thoth, T-H-O-T-H, is shown announcing to the Virgin Isis the impending birth of her son, Horus. Secondly, the Immaculate Conception, the God Knep, the Holy Ghost, and the Goddess Hathor 
are shown mystically impregnating the Virgin by holding crosses, which are symbols of life, to the head and nostril of the mother-to-be. Third, the birth of the third god. The mother sits on the midwife's stool, and the newborn infant is held by attendants. So John G. Jackson is explaining a... Um, I guess the uh, statues of uh, or pictures, uh, however they are emblazoned in the temple of Horus, uh, because of the similarities of Horus and Jesus, and uh, definitely it raises the eyebrows. It definitely, you know, tells me that, um, you know, what I am, um, I cannot continue to worship Jesus, knowing that. All of these um, connections to to the civilization of Egypt, um, its civilization to the to the civilization of Egypt. And as I'm reading his book alongside, you know, listening to the different explanations by other researchers, um, it just it's so substantial. It's the story, the the research that they are referencing, um, the archaeological findings about um, Jesus and the conclusions uh, it, in the world of academia, it really just, uh, it, it motivates me. It tells me that I have not made a wrong choice by living Christianity. It tells me that there's more for me to learn uh, because now I, I don't see the Bible as a, as a holy book. I see the Bible as a history book. I think it needs to be in the library, you know, in the reference section so that it can be analyzed because there are so many different civilizations in the book that it needs to be analyzed um, and not put a spiritual twist to it. Uh, we cannot continue to say that this is a book from God or that God breathed into this book. God did not breathe into this book. That book is of different civilizations and the people way of doing things. That's that's the conclusion we need to make about the Bible. And it's one that we need to make immediately because think of all the generations of Christians who have, uh, you know, died accepting that Christianity was a, a religion of truth. And think of those who are still practicing this religion, the, the different denominations of Christianity, continuing to believe this. Um, we, we need to wake up. We need to not allow other people to make conclusions for us and learn to uh, do research on our own for our own selves so that we are not conned into following other people's ways. So I, I strongly, strongly um, encourage you to, to do that, to not just get out of that mentality that you always have to do what your parents did or what your grandparents did, that you always have to um, follow traditions. Um, not all traditions should be practiced, uh, especially with new information, especially in this new century. Um, it's more about analyzing those traditions, seeing if they're beneficial at all to to continue with. So, you know, just just continue to be strong, continue to rely on God's love. Um, I hope that that's what you're doing, that you're spending more time uh, in relationship with God and not just spending their, your, most of your time in Christ, Christian rituals and Christian ideologies and all that. Um, you need to grow as, as a person of faith and God's love and God's uh, intervention will help you in that journey. Uh, check me out on changingali.com. Uh, support the podcast in any way that you can. 
And I hope to have you in my audience in the future. Thank you.